0: T-Video presents a home video preview. I don't like you. Mommy! Mommy! Ah, you little A little fun in the sun turns into a frantic family affair when Mr. Hobbs takes a vacation. Bring home an American classic, James Stewart.
1: we're back again we're live or recording it's been another 2 weeks already live to tape live to tape it's a late late saturday
0: night early sunday late, morning late summer
1: summer we've we've hit saturday the summer night. mark. yeah is this
0: is this the official kickoff to the summer i think this is our official uh it's like our first actual like summer kickoff because we didn't start this till like august or september of yeah. last year so. of of
1: 1982 <laughs> Yeah, so this is our first summer we're actually going through. So we picked the summer movie, which we were all we were all really worried that we were trying to, like, effort it to get out before or on Memorial Day weekend because we thought it was a Memorial Day movie. But then when we watched the movie, it turns out to be it's a Labor Day movie. Yeah, so we actually
0: could have waited <laughs> yeah, we could have done have held this, this one at the end of the summer. Yeah, to close out it. But for me, personally, summer doesn't begin until I watch Weekend at Bernie's. And that's the one, <laughs> oddly enough, what we're doing. <laughs> we're not doing that movie this week at all. <laughs> Yes, and then that's there's a couple of summer. You know, it's funny because when you think of the summer movie season, yeah, it's often like big blockbuster movies, which is all right. But there's but for some, me, like summer, summer means Weekend of Bernies. Summer means uh, Revenge of the Nerds two Nerds in Paradise. Yeah,
1: summer rental for me. <laughs> you know, um,
0: is those comedies that you uh, those '80s
1: John Candy, John Hughes. Um, Andrew McCarthy and...
0: You know, just just... Uh, that's what gets me... Uh, gets, gets you all ready to go. Want to go to the beach. Although we're not really beach people, but... <laughs> no, nah, I can't <laughs> stay on the beach. But I would live vicariously through these characters and enjoy the beach through them. Yeah,
1: that's true. So if, if we haven't made it clear, we're doing <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's from... What year is Weekend at Bernie's? 89, I think. 89. Wow, it seems like it was earlier. Yeah. Especially once you watch it, too, in the context of... It seems like it's, I guess... Because it has so much of the 1980s tropes. It's ridiculous, like how uh, yeah. cliched it is nowadays. But it's not, you know, I don't think it. it it's to its detriment, you know. Summer of Batman. <laughs> Did they come out the same year? Oh, I yeah, I guess yeah. if it was 89, it would have came out the Summer of Batman, which is another crazy kind of thing to think that's up on a marquee along with... We
0: should have somebody double-check that it's 89. We don't want to be given Yeah, false, false information. False information <laughs> out.
1: But it is directed by the... Uh, Great. The great Ted Kochif. Uh For people who don't know, did Rambo First Blood. Yeah, well and, uh, I always say
0: Ted Kotcheff, most versatile director. <laughs> Two of my favorite movies, yet completely different.
1: Yeah, for, 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 for all the uh, obvious reasons. He also did Uncommon Valor, which I've never seen, but I've always seen the videotape of. It is, it is 89. It is 89, good. Okay, so we have that out of the way. So we're doing Weekend at Bernie's from 1989. Katchif also did Uncommon Valor, which I've never seen, with Gene Hackman, some sort of war movie. Yeah, yeah. Right after. Apparently uh,
0: he did a lot of television, like starting in the
1: 50s. Yeah, I saw that. He's older now, and he's from Canada, and he did a lot of stuff. It looked like ITV, English stuff, and then he even, in the early 90s, did an episode of Casualty, which is like the English version of R.E.R. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and then most recently I saw him doing a lot of uh, Law & Order SVU episodes. S-U-V, S-V-U. And
0: also, he plays Jonathan Silverman's dad.
1: In the movie, that little cameo. (laughs) Which is really, which is a real funny cameo. Um, So, for people who don't know what Weekend of Bernie's is, which is, I don't know, because it's weird now because it's become this whole, there's no other person in the world, that loves Weekend at Bernie's more than you. (laughs) Aside from also, oddly enough, my boss, Neil Cavuto, makes references to Weekend at Bernie's all the time. Even like, you know, you're gonna be like at Weekend at Bernie's where blah, blah, blah. So it's almost become, I think for certain people, it's become the urban lexicon where it's like, if there's no one at the wheel of the ship, or if there's no one, you know, no leader plotting a course. It's almost like your weekend at Bernie's, in it, or if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Okay, I
0: didn't know that it had made its way into the lexicon. Yeah,
1: I've heard it a lot of times. As you know, it's going to be like a weekend at Bernie's, where people are. So it's like it's weird. You're throwing. It's like you throw throwing back to like the burbs, or or, or even <laughs> maybe a good movie, yeah, or <laughs> maybe like even some, something more obscure than that. You know, it's like you know, and uh, it's such a crazy plot, but it's one of these movies where like not a lot is going on in it. No. Which, it's
0: um, it's kind of a like a brilliant combination of uh, screwball and slapstick. <clears throat> yes. Um, in 1989, uh, like you could easily see this being like some kind of wacky plot starring like Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's such like it, it's kind of like this timeless. Plot and yet, like, this convention, and yet, like, I can't, like, the convention doesn't actually exist. Like, this is the only movie I can think of that does this. With a dead
1: body. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the <clears throat> their, the, the relationship between um, uh, Andrew McCarthy and, uh, what's his face, uh, Jonathan Silverman, so, yeah, yeah. is something that's so classic yeah, yeah. and, like, it's like established I, it's the, odd the archetype. Couple. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking that. I was trying to think of, like, even you, you and I in our college days. We did many rounds in, in films where you and I played this archetype yeah. where you were the straight man, I was the idiot, and then yeah. it's like, you know, it's such uh it's it's so like rooted in the the f- film and cinema. Like you can I was thinking yeah. going back it's like you're right, the eye couple, and then it even harkens back to like Martin and Lewis or sure. even the I Abbott mean, Costello where it's the straight man versus the wacky person. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it almost But they but they definitely do fall more into like like, yes, there is that straight man uh, kind of, like, goofball dynamic of, like, the classic But then it evolves team. when you hit the 80s. But there's also very much, like, Jonathan Silver- Silverman is uh, Richard, uh, Rich, I think is yeah. his character's name, is very much like the Felix Unger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and very proud. They,
1: they 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 really go through, uh, I don't know if they go through painstaking to try to establish it, but at the beginning they try to really show that dichotomy of he's leaving, like, the Upper East, uh, Upper West Side, where... Uh, Andrew McCarthy's characters, like you know, yeah, it looks like he slept in his clothes. He's coming out of like a crime-ridden, yeah, yeah. And they talk about his
0: apartment so it's tiny and it's full of cockroaches. Yeah, and it's or, all
1: right. They they scatter when you turn the lights on, and and it's also it plays up the fact that it takes place in New York City, uh, and they really play up the fact of the '80s New York City where it's like a lot of the. Um, the conventions there where it's like one, like the, the 80s, it was like the crime. So at the beginning, remember when they're walking through Central Park, someone tries to stick them up, they're like, we don't have time for this. And no, It's, it's like, like, it's too hot for this. Yeah, you know, and then the other the other thing is, yeah, the heat wave, the notorious uh, New York City uh, heat waves, which you see, like, and do the right thing and all that. And it's like, and I, that's, for me, more than remembering the, the the antics with Bernie. I remember seeing this movie, and I remember the, the that, that scene when they're on the roof Mm -hmm. and it's so hot out there in the kid's pool and And the the the, tars yes sticking sticking to the boom box you know and all that kind of when they're looking at the notes with the the printout uh but it plays on all those tropes which are i think like you know they turn out to be really funny and then it's it's it starts off uh before the the credits i i this this it has this like little opening of music, which I thought it was gonna be like Beastie Boys, like oh, like you know, yeah, fight for yeah. your right to party or something, like off a of License to Ill. But then when when the the it fades up to the thing, it turns into reggae and it turns into this
0: reggae, yeah, like, it's like, like this boop, 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 reggae reggae like Caribbean thing going on, written by Andy Summers of the Police. Oh, so the there you go. It has it has very
1: much then. I guess it does lie in that reggae Police yeah, yeah. kind of a thing, um, and it sets up the two guys who I guess are they. They're friends. And they must be partners through the company, but I don't know if they're if they're just it's one of these like mashups where they're forced to work together. I
0: think that's I think that's the case because they're even like they're they're pulling like c- OT on a Saturday. Yeah, and like because Bernie's like, how long have you been working here? And Diners Silverman's like, I've been here like 19 months. And uh, Andrew McCarthy says he's been there longer, but Jonathan Silverman says he hasn't been. So. I don't know, I get the sense that they became friends on the job. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter in the context of... No, it doesn't, no. Like, it doesn't affect the story. I didn't know
1: if they're they're paired together to just do the specific (coughs) job, and that's how they got to know each other, as opposed to them meeting on the job and then hanging out. Because it's... You could tell they like each other, but then on the outskirts, they kind of like... Especially Jonathan Silverman has a lot of issues with Andrew McCarthy. Like, just basically the Felix Unger versus Yeah. What's his name? Um, Oscar uh, Madison. Oscar Madison. Um... And I guess the casting is uh, Andrew McCarthy They're playing against type Right? Because usually Andrew McCarthy Plays the straight man Apparently And James Spader Plays usually The uh, wacky guy Which I never knew Which I guess Because I haven't seen
0: We've talked about this In the Hughes brothers That depends On what movie You're talking about Um, Yes Andrew McCarthy At that point In his career Had played like The good guy Straight Like Straight cut like romantic interests and things like Pretty in Pink and um, and even like Mannequin. Yeah, he's in Mannequin too. Uh, well, Mannequin also. He's not in Mannequin too. <laughs> so not, not number two. He's, he's in Mannequin also. The the the, the black um, guy with the glasses in both. And of them. in those movies, James Spader's in those movies, but he James Spader plays like a bit of a wacky character in Mannequin. Yeah. But but it's like totally like. He, I can't think of any other movie where he plays a character like that. Yeah. James Spader usually plays like the bad guy. Yeah. The which he's he is a quote-unquote bad guy in Mannequin, but like a goofy bad guy where yeah. he's like kind of like a heart bad guy in the other movies. But Andrew McCarthy... Um, well, he was, but he's, I guess, the kind of but like... But plays like a straight-laced like guy-next-door type in all those movies. And girls used to think he's dreamy, which is
1: so weird because I only have the picture of... Andrew McCarthy from Weekend at Bernie's playing this, you know, he's got, like, jams on like, Hawaiian shirts. So to think of him with his hair, like, actually pushed back, and I guess in uh, Pretty in Pink, he's a rich guy looking for, like, a normal... It's like a Cinderella story. He's
0: looking to find a normal girl. But he, apparently, they originally asked him... They wanted him to play... The Silverman. Yeah, the Jonathan Silverman part. But after he read the script, Andrew McCarthy thought that the Larry part was much I guess more fun to play Or more interesting Or rather So he, he agreed that he would do the movie But he wanted to play The other part And then they cast Jonathan Silverman I think it's brilliant casting I don't think they do I think they're both great yeah. In it I actually think Everybody's pretty great In this movie But I think uh, Jonathan Silverman's great And I think Andrew McCarthy Gives like yeah, he Probably the his best performance Ever He's yeah. so funny And he just kind of nails it. They both kind of nail those archetypes.
1: And they're really young, too. So it's like you kind of have the feeling that they're starting out, you know, they're in their early 20s. They just got out of college or whatever, and they're getting into the corporate world. And uh, I think it does work that if he's playing against type. yeah. Like um, I didn't know that there is a a book, I guess, from 2002, that is quite fond for people called Looking for Andrew McCarthy by a uh, rom-com, romantic comedy uh, author named Jenny Coolgan you know, he is situated in yeah. women's hearts as well, the, remember the heartthrob.
0: The, the only thing, like, I, obviously I remember the show Muppet Babies. And, but the only th- specific thing I ever remember, like a segment, is there's the segment where they, cu- they cut Piggy in with footage of Andrew McCarthy from like Pitty, Pretty in Pink. And she's, have, she's over, what's her face? And they have Volume like, and yeah, and they have like this romantic like dialogue together. Um, I don't even know, I mean, it's been so long since I've seen it. But for some reason, it's always stuck in my head as being something that was, like, really kind of goofy. That's
1: That, that was, I mean, we're not going to get off on that topic, but Muppet Babies was such a good show, and it's so sad that hopefully, it's like, it took how many years to get Batman 66 out? Yeah, and that's yeah. the issue where it's like, Muppet Babies used so much copyrighted shit yeah. that now it's like everybody wants, you know, a piece of the action, because there's it's like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, it's, they they were... Even in, like, the credits, they're using anything they can do. And I guess at the time, Jim Henson, the, the, the Marvel, yeah. whatever, was like, sure. And that's why I guess you've never seen a uh, incarnation of that on DVD or yeah. whatever. Uh, such a good show, Muppet
0: Babies. But anyway. But, yeah, so Andrew McCarthy was, like, the romantic, was the guy that girls in romantic comedy, like, that went to romantic comedies, it's just so it wanted that Cinderella story. I think we brought this up
1: in our... Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles podcast we did for Thanksgiving because uh, I was talking about how I haven't been really exposed to that many John Hughes movies. So it's so crazy for me to think of like you know in this movie he's got kind of long hair that's wild. So he he's kind of like and I don't want to say he's sweaty, but it's because of the heat wave. So he always looks disheveled to me. So it's weirdly really weird to me think of him like with his hair slicked back and maybe yeah. like a
0: well, 80s even, suit,
1: like a Michael J. Fox yeah, suit. But you even, know,
0: I mean, even in some of those movies, like it wasn't like he was like a slick guy in some of them he was just like
1: you You know know. he's a shorter and stature guy compared to Jonathan Silverman so it's funny that like women are looking at him like wow you know he's the heartthrob so I wonder if it blew women's minds who were of the same age that were like you know really like into him as a hunk and then you see him you know pulling the reverse role it's like oh are they into that or is it kind of like weird them out well, i you know? don't know
0: i mean he's funny
1: yeah well, I, but that's again it's like he and the, girls he, always say they want somebody that makes them laugh that's true So, and it's got so much funny stuff going on in it so he uh i guess the basic premise of the movie is they work for a uh, miscellaneous office uh, oh, yeah. corporate company yeah and what is it, I guess, maybe corporate insurance or some sort of... some kind. Of, it seems like it's some kind of insurance gig because they discover, like, a discrepancy. Yeah, they, they, they're auditing. I, I guess they're pulling OT on weekends because they have yeah, to work on the They're auditing kind the of accounts. They're auditing,
0: and they're putting the stuff into the computers or something. And uh, Jonathan Silverman discovers that there's some kind of discrepancy with a, uh, an insurance policy that has paid out... Like four times. Too many times. So there's, like, a million or two million dollar... Uh, that's money that's been not accounted for which means that like somebody's maybe stolen the money or something. So they take it to their boss Bernie Lomax played by Terry Kaiser. Great. huh? Great. Was fantastic.
1: Yeah. And it, you've had the pleasure to meeting him as well. Th-
0: and it was super nice when I met him. Yeah. Um, I'll have to put the picture you took a picture put, up, put it up in the cast. Yeah. And uh the posting and it turns out that spoilers as always on the <laughs> no, no, saturday Night movie sleepovers he's the one that's been embezzling the money and you know it's
1: so it's as we get on with the synopsis he's not alive very long although he is if you think about it, the movie's only like an hour and a half or hour and 45 minutes the the the, the whole um mechanism to get the movie going the hitch doesn't happen to like a half hour or 35 minutes in i guess because it takes that long to yeah. establish the two of them and then to meet him but the small part of him being alive, like the bits when they first go meet him in the office, are just classic. Yeah, yeah. It's, if you listen to him on the phone, like, oh, or even, he's like, hold on a second. He goes into his private bathroom, comes out, and you could tell he's, like, blowing lines. because He's, yeah, like, fixing yeah. his nose. He's, like, you know, uh, massaging his, like, uh, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his, what do you call those? Uh, his 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 face under his eyes, like his sinuses. And then he's arguing on the phone. He wants, like, a custom Maserati painted. He's like, come on.
0: It's, it's just so good. He's, he's so great at it. And, I mean, he's someone who... Apparently, if you if you grew up like in the seventies and eighties, like you would have recognized because he is like in every television show like that was ever on TV during that time period. He's in like Six Million Dollar Man. He's in Bionic Woman. He's in Three's Company. He's just a real like uh, character actor. He just would show up like you know not in big parts, but he he worked a lot. And if you look online, apparently he was like you know, big in, like, the actor's studio or something like that. Like, he studied, like, under Strasberg or whoever, you Yeah. Know, like... Uh, Lee you, you know, and so if you look on YouTube, and I'm sure Dan could probably find it, and there's this thing where he, I guess he's talking to, like, the students of, like, the actor's studio or whatever, and he's talking about how, like, in the method, how you bring up the emotion so that you can cry. And he sits there and he's just like this close up on his face on stage and he's just sitting there like talking to them and explaining how he does it. And as he's talking to them, he just his eyes like roll, like <laughs> well up with tears. And as he's like, and then you think about it and it's just like, it's like it kind of, he's so intense. Really? I'll have to put it in again another part of the, uh, the yeah, post. Yeah, yeah, like uh, put a link to it because he's so intense in it.
1: He's great, I mean, and then I'll, as well, you know what ensues is they confront him and he's just like what, what do you Joe blows want and then when finally when they when he realizes what they're saying yeah he's uh he's like oh okay uh you know I'm glad you guys brought this to my attention why don't you guys get out of here and then he and then he he we come to find out he's he's the one that was embezzling it he's
0: embezzling but he invites them to the hamptons to hampton island to hampton island uh,
1: which is which is uh, i I would assume it's fictionist because yeah, and yeah. I assume it's supposed to be the hamptons yeah yeah because they take take like a, a ferry to get out there but the, it's as we get on, it they actually shot it down in North Carolina. Yeah. So it's that's kind of interesting that that it doubles for the beach area <laughs> of I guess Long Island. But they yeah, yeah. he invites them to his beach house on Hampton Island, and then he goes to the mob, which I guess he must be funneling the money to, saying, "Hey, yeah, yeah. we got to get rid of these two guys. They're on to us." And the mob's like, "Oh, okay." And then when he leaves, they're like, "No, we're going to get rid of Bernie." And the guy who plays the hitman, uh, Don Kafka or Dan Kafka, uh, from Return of the Living Dead. Kalfa, Kalfa. Yeah. He's the um he's the one who owns the he's the medical examiner in, in Donna owns the funeral home. And I love him in it, because he I thought is really good. And he's got that like Peter Laurie-esque kind of a face with his eyes. Yeah. So yeah. he's very visual with his like uh you know, he gets frenzied because he he thinks he's cause then he, he goes out there dressed as like a Oh, he, you know, after he kills uh, yeah, Bernie, yeah. he's dressed as a pretty He kid. goes out
0: there to kill Bernie, basically.
1: And he kills Bernie a perfect way. He, like, he gives him, OD, he ODs him, and he puts the blow on his pocket, and then he leaves, and it's like a perfect hit. And then uh, they come out, and they don't realize Bernie's dead, and then yeah. Bernie's dead, and then all these people, and it turns into this, they can't... And
0: then shenanigans and so, ensue. Yeah. Basically, they decide that they're going to keep, they're going to act like Bernie's alive till the end of the weekend.
1: Um, Labor Day weekend, which we found out, like yeah. the last... So, and I guess, yeah, before they're able to... Realize what to do with. Oh, should we tell somebody? All these people come over, yeah, yeah. and they're like, it's just one of these roaming parties, which I guess used to happen back then, or maybe still happen, where people just go from house to house on the beach and party.
0: And kind of the idea of that scene is that like these people are like so vapid and like self-absorbed they don't even realize. that they don't even realize the birdie's not alive. <laughs> They're like, there's like this continue, there's like this uh, montage of like people talking about, oh, you need to get plastic surgery. And it's just like, it's like just this quick like injection of like, these people are kind of disgusting. And they wouldn't even notice if somebody was dead. So then they get the idea that, partially because they think they're, Silverman brings up that, uh, brings up the idea that that they might think that they're, cops might think that they're involved. And so they, and, Jonathan Silverman's character has, like, this love interest through the movie. Yes. Who works in his office. um, Who's played by... Catherine Mary Stewart. Who, who, uh,
1: to me, is the epitome of an 80s girl. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. I mean... She is stunning and I was trying to figure out what I knew her from and she's also in uh, the last I was going to say Starman, the last Starfighter, the <laughs> last Starfighter which yeah. is probably fodder for another future Saturday sleepovers. What's such a good movie that is, but she's so gorgeous and to me just her face is pure beauty with her eyes and like the the hair which is not too overdone in that 80s she just has like for me like a timeless beauty and she's perfect as a like I I wouldn't say femme fatale, but a female. Yeah, to, to, well to she's definitely like now. a little
0: bit of like a girl next door. And it is, it is a character that, like, you can see why Jonathan Silverman likes her so much. And there's a lot of kind of like funny uh, interactions with them early on before they, he actually ends up dating her. And then the- Or well, going out to Hampton Island, he they yeah. go out on a date.
1: And and she's like, oh, you want to go someplace? I can't. You want to come home? You, you want to go to your place? And he lives at home. Yeah. And he has to bring her home. Uh, this is uh, Jonathan Silverman. He's like, you know, he's tiptoeing around. She's like, why are you? Quite? He's like, oh, because the people upstairs. And then like, you know, this is what we alluded to at the beginning of the cast, where the, someone comes out to uh, get something out of the fridge with, with just like a, it was like a wife beater with his stomach. Hanging no, out not, not even wife
0: beater. I think it's just like boxers.
1: <laughs> like like tighty whities and his yeah, big yeah. stomach. And it,
0: it's the director. It's uh, what's his face? Kachif. Yeah, who's supposed to be Jonathan Silver. So there's all like, there is like a romantic story and going And she gets along. mad at him and she runs out.
1: So it's very, you're right, very romantic comedy. She yeah. gets pissed off. I don't know why she gets pissed off. Because he lied. I guess he did like blatantly lie to her. He kept making things up like, oh, I'm helping him or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so he yeah. kept really just furthering what he but should But so have.
0: when he sees that she's also on Hampton Island, that's when like the crazy plot that only a movie like this <laughs> like, a, like a wacky screwball comedy could then go, you know, follow this plot where they decide, okay and like at least for the night we're not going to tell anybody that Bernie is dead and then there's a party and then just like the idea of the movies are these, these, my idea of the movies is that these two guys are trying to keep up the illusion that this guy who's dead is not dead and then, like, that's basically the whole entire plot. And then it becomes, like... Oh, okay, it becomes very zany. It becomes kind of zany, but it also... For we, me, it's like the first half of the movie is a lot stronger than the second half. Because somewhere around the, you know, in the middle of, like, act... Somewhere in the middle of act two, they discover that Bernie wanted to have them killed. Yeah. And that's why they were brought out there. Oh, because they hear the... the they uh, hear the, an the, answering machine message. That
1: he was calling Don Kalfa. Uh, called him from the pool from when he got in on the ferry and, and for people
0: that like don't know for the young the youngins out there. Yeah, those... We used to have these things called answering machines. <laughs> I mean, if, and if you let
1: it ring a couple times, so this this. If is, the answering machine picked up... And you picked the phone up anyway, it would still record whatever it would record it was. the
0: conversation because yeah, it was already just recording. Yeah, because it thinks you're leaving a message. It's so. not like now with voicemail. There was actually a machine with, like a, cassette tape? with like a cassette tape in there. And it on your landline. On. So,
1: so he must have missed whatever ring he set it on. It went to voice, the answering machine. He picked up and it records the conversation. Yeah, yeah they're going to be here soon. So they, I think, on the Potentially hit it yeah. they hear
0: it and they're like oh my god and and they hear Bernie tell the hit guy the hit man Don Calva I don't want to be here when you do it like I want to have an ad I want to be back in New York with an alibi so don't do it when I'm around so then it becomes like a very like some like it hot you know with, obviously they don't dress like women but it's like they're trying to avoid the mob, basically. <laughs> it becomes like this new like the plot. So they're like, okay, now we have to make sure Bernie we always have to have Bernie with us because they're not because the guy's not supposed to kill us while Bernie's around. So if Bernie's always with us, then we're safe. And lo and behold, there's all these shenanigans where it becomes like the hitman. Everybody thinks Bernie's alive, so the hitman thinks he didn't do his job.
1: Yeah, he, he, gets sort of, so he, he keeps gets on trying like,
0: to kill Bernie.
1: Yeah, he kills, he, he kills him a couple times, and it's just him descending into madness, and that's where I really like his facial expressions, how his face, and he has that very uh, Peter Lorre-esque eyes, where he's like, ah! It's like he's getting so frustrated. And uh, we live, for the suspension of disbelief in this movie, we live in a world that does not have rigor mortis. Yeah. So no rigor mortis, no bloating of a corpse, no smelling, no decay, <laughs> for at least forty-eight hours. So we have, yeah, yeah. you're able to just as soon as somebody dies, you're able to just, you know, he's just a marionette that you could do whatever you want with him, and, you know, they're, they put him in any kind of position. I mean, he's literally near the end of the movie when he's being pulled on the back of the the. the uh, which I remember this is from the trailers as yeah, well yeah. In, the, in the back of a motorboat or speedboat on the lake or the river he's hitting like he's the hitting buoys all the, or the whatever. buoys boom boom <laughs> his head and um, I read on uh, IMDB that the stuntman who was doing a lot of the physicality actually broke a couple of ribs yeah, yeah. from being so physical and particularly when he was doing that being dragged through the water you As figured, a, You you're there they would have just used some kind of dummy No, but, but they just they chained a guy <laughs> up told him to hold his breath and just had him just you know just flay around on the water and just really hurt himself which is kind of crazy that somebody but there's a lot of physicality where it's like you know that guy You, you ever
0: think you know like Especially uh, Kaiser Terry yeah, yeah, Kaiser, t- Kaiser. Kaiser you know. He's doing a lot of that uh, you know yeah, I think I'm sure I, he must have gotten injured too I should have asked him when I when I met him about it, but get um, you th- you th- you have to you imagine like if you're gonna fall or whatever like you kind of tense up you brace yourself for it yeah but here's like the whole point is that he's not alive so everything they do they toss him around and stuff he's got to be like completely limp well it's you know it's 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 almost like it's very
1: zen it's like you have to be like you know very flexible very loose. Cause like you're saying a lot of times your reaction is to tense up if you're gonna brace for a fall and it reminds me of the story that maybe you told me about it we re- we learned together about the william freaking at oh, the end yeah. of exorcist yeah where he threw uh, at the end of the movie the priest throws himself out of the window and he takes a fall down the stairs and yeah this massive uh, like in georgetown of cement stairs yeah down like what i remember three four flights of stairs that are like outside and uh the stuntman You know, like, how are you going to do it? And something's like, I'm just going to do it. And I guess they put some sort of padding. But how much can you pad cement stairs outside? There was was like an
0: inch or less of foam padding on the steps.
1: So the guy just threw himself... You know, just he just what did he say? He just did like he just went into like a not yoga but like a meditation. Yeah, they
0: said that he just kind of like found his center and then he just he did it and then they did it again. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they did two To safety, it. you
1: know, <laughs> and it's like my gosh, you know, but it's like that, you know, he he lived
0: he did, yeah, and I don't know anything
1: about like him really hurting himself, but it's one of those things where you just go with it. So maybe it's the kind of same principle where it just
0: yeah. Kaiser
1: was doing the same thing where it's just you know him taking and then his face is is classic too with the glasses and he. He just has that half smirk, yeah, you know, with, yeah. his, with his one side of his face up in a smirk. And it's just, it's hilarious. And then they, they kind of, you know, it gets into the almost like marionette where they're, they're roping him up, to, to, which is all in the trailers where he's waving when they're waving and all, yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of a thing. So
0: It's just, it's such a goofy movie and they're all so good in it. And then the, the
1: um, for a while there, he has a girlfriend. He's, is he cheating on the, he's cheating on the, the that, that's probably why the mob boss wants him killed yeah. because he's cheating on the mob boss's moll. And it's very, very um, apparent that that's happening because when he yeah, goes to yeah. meet him at the beginning... The, the mob beginning,
0: boss has, like, this hot Italian girl. Which,
1: who I them. thought was Jennifer Tilly. I was like, is that Jennifer Tilly? It looked like a very young Jennifer Tilly. It could have been her maybe before she got big, but it's not
0: Jennifer yeah, Tilly. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, it's very apparent that they're cheating, and that's why the mob boss wants him dead, you know? And she comes over, and she has sex with a dead <laughs> body, and she's like, it's, like, the best sex she's ever had. It's, like, it's all very, like, oh, my God, it's all necromania. So yeah, like,
0: there's, like, you know... The stuff is kind of a little, I don't know if it was cliche at the time, but there's kind of like that bit of stuff. I mean, look, it's a ridiculous movie. Well, it's almost like as ridiculous as Mannequin, you know I mean? It's like,
1: it's it's 80s, it's it's like any romantic comedy. Like, you know, uh, what's the Bringing Up Baby, where you have the, uh, what do you call it? You have the, the cheetah walking by and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's... That's what
0: I mean. That, there is like this definite, like, screwball quality to it and then all like the physicality of like the Bernie and all that stuff is very slapstick I mean it's, a, it's a kind of this brilliant like melding of like those two like classic comedy styles into one like late 80s cult master it,
1: there's homages too I feel like there's even homage to like here from here to eternity when they're like on the beach kissing and then yeah, Bernie, we even Br- said- Bernie watches <laughs> off.
0: You, know, you know they think what do they think they got rid of him or something happens they think he went away and they they dropped him off like the side of the deck oh and the, and and then the, tides the, tide, in. the tide came in it took and took him and it, away and
1: took him out so he's, see. they're out there like he's out there kissing, and then you see him just—it's it, brilliant. I don't know how they even did it if they just got him to slide in the frame and sit there like, you know. <laughs> you know but it's almost like, the, the, you know, from the kiss of Burt Lancaster and Donna Rita yeah, compared yeah, yeah. to Eternity*, it's so funny, and it just gets so, so zany, and it's, uh, it, it's funny at the end of it that they, you know, they they leave you hanging for a sequel. They, you know, the, the taking the body weight falls off, it lands perfectly like the, it's like the guy who won't leave the party, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's, it's it's very funny. Uh, I don't
0: remember... You know, funny, I don't... I don't remember when it became, like, a big movie for me. I do... Like, obviously, I remember it from when I was younger. Um, and it's funny. It's one of the very first... Uh, throughout the cast, throughout the history of this cast, I've brought up a name many times. My, my friend Dave. Yeah. Um, who... I know we probably talked about him during the Halloween three. All around that time.
1: The Dave I know, not child not a child of Dave. No. Our Dave.
0: The Dave we went to college with. Yeah. Um one of the very first times I hung out with him, we were looking for something to watch. He had all these like videotapes up in his you know, in his closet in the apartment that we that he was living in while we were in college. And we are looking for something to watch, and he had, like, a taped tape that had, like, written on it, Weekend at Bernie's. It was taped off of USA. And I was like, yeah, Weekend at Bernie's? He's like, yeah. And I was like, let's watch that. So one of the first things I ever watched with Dave... Weekend at Bernie's. And he became, like, one of my, you know... Other than you, probably, like, my other true, like, sit around and watch movies, him and his brother, Steve. Which you still uh, do to this day, although he's moved away. But yeah, I mean, they're not really kid. around, but, like... You know, like I went to visit him where he is, and we just sat there for like three days and just watched movies straight. You know, total sleepover movies. Okay. We watched all three Wishmaster <laughs> movies. <laughs> it was like we watched like I downloaded Monster Vision. We watched some crappy movie with Joe Bob Briggs. Well, that's Monster what I was gonna Vision. say. It's like that
1: that. That's not only a treasure of you bonding together on weekend of Bernie's. You're bonding together watching a USA taped yeah, off the USA with like the Network. commercials still in. You know, and I guess it's edited
0: back then, but who yeah, knows? But I mean, what's really to edit other than for time? Yeah, or a couple swears maybe. Yeah, you know, there was a couple shits. So that you know, that was a big. So to this day, like that's a big movie for me and him, and we quote, we actually quote it. Like you know, like if I was to say to Dave, like love to, like, he knows exactly <laughs> what I'm, like what the lines from and. Um, he loves the Jonathan Silverman line where th- Bernie had written, a, like, a suicide note for them. And in the suicide note, he says that Andrew McCarthy's going to have, like, a sex change yeah. operation. And uh, he's like, well, you know, this is going to damage my reputation. Why couldn't he made you? And he's like, Larry, nobody's having a sex change operation. And he goes, ha! Like, like this really <laughs> weird, like... Like register Like he doesn't actually it's, You it can't even explain it But that's like a classic moment That like Dave will quote all the time So this movie is a very uh, Big movie for me Starting Kind of like in the late 90s I guess Like in 98 It's like Obviously I had seen it But obviously I wanted to watch it Because I liked it Yeah So we watched it And so now it's been kind of a staple That like I do watch Probably every summer I probably break it this out And watch it, it at least yeah.
1: once well it it certainly is one of those movies that like you were saying at the beginning where you can list as like it's a pure summer movie like John Hughes movies or a John candy movie his summer ones weekend at bernie's it's just it it it's it's almost it's almost like it's evergreen like it's, it, it it it's it, it doesn't seem too dated for me i mean even like you know there's the 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 bodybuilder that's supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger you know walking around yeah, or yeah. Or the uh, the cliched New York stuff, like at the beginning, beginning when they're on the date and there's all the noise, the, the New York City yeah, yeah, construction yeah. noise.
0: Well, that's the funny. It's thing. It's like really
1: playing up to people who don't know the city, or the I guess the um, what you know the, the mindset of people thinking who don't know New York City. I was gonna this say it's the big bad city. You, you know? like,
0: this movie's not as doesn't do it as much. But I always wonder because I don't really remember. How I how those kinds of jokes, New York City jokes, played to me, like when I was growing up. Like now that I live here, like this movie doesn't have a lot of them, but it's a lot of. There's always a lot of jokes that you can't understand. What's being said on the subway, you know, you know that that's like a classic thing. Um, there's all like these classic like New York City cliche jokes and I always wonder like how do those really play well it's to people that don't live here like I live here I ride the subway every day like I get those you know? <laughs> I guess it's you know it, it becomes you know like like you know they have an exchange where Andrew McCarthy sees Bernie roll up in like in his his Porsche and it's not even that like Andrew McCarthy's commenting on that he has a really expensive car he's like you know how much it costs to park a car in New York City it costs more than my rent and Jonathan Sobren was probably he's like, "Well, it's only fair because the car's bigger than your apartment." And like people that don't live here don't understand like what like a, what they call a studio apartment. It's like a shoebox or a closet. It's like literally the like some apartments are like you can touch both walls. Yeah, like you're literally living in like a closet. Yeah, um, and people will gladly. I have this.
1: I uh, I have this idea where there's people who feel like uh who live in the northeast or maybe who just want to come like they don't want to come to live in new york city but they feel like it's expected of them to do the experience you know so they can say they did it so a lot of people it doesn't seem like they enjoy it like i had a lot of friends of mine who have now moved home who, when we were in our early 20s, got out of college, like, okay, I'm living in the city. I'm in the city for a couple of years. What are you doing? I'm living with like 20 people, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm yeah. sleeping in bunk beds and I'm sleeping with another girl next to me. And I'm like, but why? It's like, cause I'm living in the city, but it's like, but are you enjoying it? I'm not enjoying the living situation, but I like the city, but it's like, why are you paying three grand a month to share a bed with somebody? Yeah. And it, 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 it feels like people feel like they need to do it to then go back and, cause I'd say, Eighty percent to maybe sixty percent of people that I knew at that time did it are now back home. They're you know back in suburbia, raising kids, well, have a pro- family. The problem with New York City is, and maybe this goes for any region of the United States or anywhere yeah. you know across the world where you know you got to go to the major city yeah, yeah. and then go back.
0: But the problem with New York City is, New York City does have. A zillion awesome things to yeah. offer. Like, there, like there's stuff in New York City that you can't do anywhere, or at the very least anywhere in America. You yeah. know, like um, the museums, uh, the Broadway shows, if you're a movie buff, to go see like screenings of walk- weird movies. It, it's, it's fucking New York City well, for it's, a reason. It's, it's, you you really know is what the, I mean? The city that never sleeps. Like, you, so, can, you can do something around the clock. So, There's all that great stuff. The problem is you can't do most of that stuff if you don't have any money. Yeah. And so there's like this conundrum where you move to New York so that you can have all this stuff at your fingertips, but then it costs so much to live here. Yeah that you have to work around the clock just to pay your to make your bills and, not only, not and then only you then you don't have the time or the money to do any of the stuff that you're here to do in the first place yeah because
1: not only is, is your rent so expensive but also then just your living accommodations because food everything is just ja- prices of everything is just jacked up so it's like
0: i remember there was one point like when i first moved into the city my mom's like oh you know maybe we'll buy an apartment and then you can just live there and pay rent i was like a one-bedroom apartment in New York City is like $2 million. <laughs> yeah, and it's only gone up now because it's just... <laughs> you know, like we're not talking about like people in Florida can have a mansion yeah. and like acres and acres of land for less than a single bedroom apartment in yeah. New York City.
1: I find it ridiculous and that's why I've, I've actually purposely never wanted to live here uh, just because I just don't like the, that they have such... You know, they can they can ask whatever they want and people will pay it. You know, for whatever, like you're saying, you can have a a closet, and people will pay two grand to live in that closet just to say you have the uh, New York City zip code. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, I guess it does go to the stereotype of of this, where you have in the '60s into the '70s, you know, uh, under John Lindsay. Uh, the mayor of New York at the time, that New York really went downhill, and then in the middle 70s it, it went bankrupt and the, the government wouldn't bail it out, and you have the, the big bad late 70s, and that's where you get all the Death Wish movies, the Taxi yeah, Drivers, yeah. the Warriors, all those movies, and then you hit the 80s, and it almost, like anything, it becomes a parody of itself. Yeah. So that when you hit the mid 80s, you have this, Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> Ghostbusters, that are just making jokes of how yeah, bad yeah, yeah. the city is. So n- now it's like, Yes, the city is scary. Uh, the Times Square, you don't want to go near because it's either porn shops or hookers or uh, shitty you know one-hour uh, hotel rooms. Uh, but it becomes a joke in like night shift or, or again, like uh, you, know, uh, Crocodile Dundee, where it's like it's the uh, especially I guess in Crocodile Dundee's case, it's the, the, the odd man
0: coming in and dealing with all this for the first time. It's funny, you know, I watched years ago, I watched Nighthawks. Uh, Brilliant movie with uh, Stallone and with uh, the great John Lloyd Young. And uh, <laughs> we were watching it, and there's a scene where they're going, it's like towards the beginning of the movie, and they're going on like on this sting. Yeah. So they're like walking through the city, and then they cl- climb up like a fire escape to the top of the building, and it's like run down New York. He's and he was like, you know, when I moved here to the city. Oh, you watched it with John Lloyd Young. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you're telling me that you, that he's in the movie. No, no. That's not like John Lloyd Young was in the movie. I guess people don't know our our our, our connection we with have John Lloyd Young. Our friend, is, uh, a guy that I used to live with for many years as an actor, and uh, but. Uh, he uh, Who now is pretty big in his own right because he he made it on Broadway with. Um, yeah, he's in the he's was both in the the play won the Tony Award for Jersey Boys and he's in the Clint Eastwood directed movie. But Jersey we, we
1: met him because we were doing a student student films in college. He was in like our student. He film. became <laughs> he, he was an actor coming up. He, he was in uh, he was in your student film and a friend of our student film. I don't think he was he in was mine. In, he actually wasn't in mine. Who was it? he? He was auditioned
0: in, for my junior film. But he was in our friend in Phil's Sh- and Aaron's. And then uh, he ended up moving in with you. And then he moved in with me in a house in Westchester, New York. But well, anyway, so I'm watching this movie with him, and he wanted to move to New York. Uh, he actually lived in New York and then moved out of the city to live with Where me, you me and my friends, because it was cheaper. Yeah. Um, but I, he's like, when I wanted to move to New York to be an actor, he's like, my parents didn't want me to move here because they thought this is what New York was like. The, the
1: like, Nighthawks. Like the, like the dad, like 1980s. Well, my father still <laughs> thinks that because in the 80s, my father worked for the railroad and he worked here in the 80s, so he's always like, you know, I've been working in the city now for over 13 years or so, and he's always like, you know, you. Don't go out after work. You watch out for Times Square. I'm like, Dad, Times Square is like Disneyland. It's,
0: yeah, it's it's everything.
1: I mean, now I I can you can make an argument that it's that New York City is actually going down the tubes with just all kinds of stuff going on, but for the while there, like in the '90s when we first came here to like 2000s, it's actually been very clean and it's it's actually rebounded. It's
0: almost like sad. Yeah. That it's so, you know, like, I was just... Well, hey, you know what? Another five, ten years, (laughs) it's going to be right back where it was. I was was walking down 8th Avenue with somebody uh, just the other day, and I was like, and there was, like, a DVD, porn DVD store. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's, like, the last one. Like, 8th Avenue in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, West side of New York City. Yeah, like, right just west of Times Square. Used to, when we or started front. to come down here, yeah. even that was like the late '90s, early 2000s, was just like porn video place, porn video place, great booths where you yeah. go and you watch porn. Well, we never did that. We, <laughs> we never, but there was like all yeah, that. You had those. Options. There was like every, I'd say every
1: third storefront. Yeah, but they weren't seedy though. It wasn't like the Times Square. Well, 80s. I'm sure if you got down deep into the bowels of it, it was fucking. Yeah, going thing. into those those quarter booths.
0: Even that one that we used to go to, that you you, you pointed out in the seventies, used to be like a, a popular oh, scene. Mean. Steve Steve Paul's
1: a scene, yeah. Which was Gal-
0: was a DVD Galaxy or whatever. Yeah, something like that. That's got torn down. They're putting up like a, a, an apartment building. Well, even the McHales on house uh, oh, yeah, Kitchen had move, now it's moved, but it uh, was in this there was this bar that was like a you know a staple New York staple, and. Rent is getting too high everywhere. Yeah. So they actually closed there and they moved like... It was in Money Train and what, sleepers? Two or three blocks. But, uh,
1: but yeah, all these great institutions are now closed. Even F.A.O. Schwartz has suffered from this. Now. Yeah, after 100 I mean, they're,
0: they're closing the Toys R Us in Times Square and, and F.A.O. Schwartz is Yeah, closing. because after 116
1: years, because the rent's too high, the people can charge whatever they want for the rent. They'll know that the businesses will get kicked out and then they can tear the building down and put something else up there for whatever the hell and it's going to look like, like an Ikea shoebox. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, you're right. It wasn't. It was a. It was a loss of an era because when we got in here, you had like the, the. What is it? Record implosion. So you had like the CD stores. Yeah, I mean, it was already. You had those niche.
0: We caught it like on that swing where it was getting, like gentrified or whatever you yeah. say. You know where you had like, you know, Disney was taking over. Times Square. Times Square because of like Lion, Lion King. King and so we we're kind of like, we came in as that was kind of happening. The
1: resurgence of Broadway. where actually now. You know, it costs. Three hundred dollars for a Broadway ticket because you're all uppity, you know, as opposed to, uh,
0: you know, back then where it was kind of like, yeah. You know, but now it is like, everything's closing. The yeah. Ma- uh, the Edison closed. The hotel Ed- Edison. Not, I mean, not the hotel, yeah, but, the, but, but the the, 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 the cafe. Yeah, everything's closing. Oh, because
1: the, these landlords just realize they can jack up the rent. People, these institutions, they don't care about the history. They'd rather make the buck.
0: And then it'll sit empty. Yeah, for like d- a decade.
1: Yeah, before, before they, somebody
0: can moves in and can afford it. Yeah, or then but, they'll just uh,
1: level it and put up this
0: monstrosity of a building. But as we digress, as we digress into <laughs>
1: into, into to, to so, so living, you know, in New it's York funny City. how like
0: so little of *Weekend at Bernie's* takes place in New York. Yeah, but it's such a New York movie, and like in my mind, like yeah. that first well, like, the first twenty first, minutes yeah, to a half all, an hour, they're on Park Avenue. There's such like in a way, it's kind of like the highlight of the movie. Yeah.
1: Seeing them dealing with that, you know, and, it, and it's funny because, I, you know, it looks like, again, like, Andrew McCarthy's maybe coming from the Bronx and, and Jonathan Silverman's coming from, like, uh, the Upper West Side, maybe like, over oh, like, Riverside, uh, Riverside Drive. Um, and I guess Jonathan Silverman's character looks like he's lived there because he's living with his parents and so they have, like, an apartment, but it almost feels like they've also both moved and become, like, New Yorkers and they're, they're, so much new yorkers now that they're that you know they've they've got the the official like certification official new yorker so that they can deal with when they're walking through the Times square or i mean central park and someone sticks them up they're like well i got time for this it's a heat wave and so they they, they've acclimated to all the bullshit that you have to deal with in new york city and it becomes fun it's almost you're reminiscing about like like when they're eating outside uh on park avenue at the beginning you look in the background and you can see the pan am building which is now the metlife building where what is it? Stark headquarters is in the Avengers. Oh. <laughs> <universe>? you, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, it's yeah. so like you look and it's like it says Pan Am up there, and it's like, oh, that's the old days. It was the Pan Am building yeah, before yeah. that went out of business, and now it's the There's Life. like
0: eating hot dogs. I don't know, the hot dog truck. Yeah, uh, so or like, not truck, but like a cart, which is a very New York thing to do. And the fun, one of the funniest jokes, which I think gets lost, is when Jonathan Silverman takes the girl on a date. They go to Heiny's Hunan, <laughs> and he says, "Where else can you get?" Uh, sweet and sour matzo balls <laughs> and it's like that's such like a weird New York thing um, yeah. like there's the this classic place on the upper west side which is a half Chinese Cuban place or Spanish place wow so it's like Chinese and Spanish and like Cuban food like combined and like only in New York can you get like some kind of weird cross section like that some hybrid um,
1: yeah I think this movie's great it's so funny and then then when they get out to the Hampton Island which I guess again is North Carolina or when they <laughs> yeah, shot it yeah. which i mean but it looks like it looks like you're out in the hamptons with the beaches the white the white sands and all that and the the apartment he has is just so postmodern, oh, 70s the, 80s the, house, the actual yeah. house is just like it's like it's like that concrete it looks like a monstrosity but i'm okay with it although i don't like that style of architecture i was like if someone willed it to me i was like <laughs> oh that's fine you know but it looks like, like a
0: pretty nice pad to me yeah and
1: he has like a it, you know it's a lot of these places where it, it's so rich you know, you're in walking distance to the ocean, but you still have the in-ground pool in front of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's it uh and it has all the 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 cliched things you you'd want in one of those kind of buildings, and it looks like it could survive a nuclear blast because it's just one slab of concrete. <laughs> you know, and it's very cool, and it and it's it's funny that they do satirize the the whole clique of hanging out in the Hamptons and all these really just uh, people who don't have a clue because they live in their own worlds. And, yeah. You know, well, it's
0: coming off of that the decade was like it's like coming out Street. of it's coming out of that like that decade of like excess 80's coke
1: binge yeah. yeah so
0: like coke and partying and uh, Porsche mini golf carts <laughs> you know what I mean it's like <laughs> you, you know it's like a very 80's thing it was such a weird time um
1: cause you have this this crime ridden city that is trying to with you know Mayor Koch is getting out Dinkins is coming in so you're tr- they're trying to get a foothold to bring to rise the city up out of you know the crime and the poverty, but then at the same time you have these people profiting. We're, we're satirizing it all now at this point with yeah, with, yeah. with Weekend at Bernie's and these other movies. It's a big joke. So it, it, I think it does further fears where even now people are kind of still like thinking, it is the big bad in New York City, which it could be digressing back into. But it's just funny word. No, it's actually you know it's it's been cleaned up. It's changed, but there there could be these stereotypes still of like watch out for Times Square, watch out for 42nd Street, you know, you're gonna have yeah. like Joe Spinell from Maniac walking around. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, oh, it's so funny. But, but it, you're right, it, it almost makes you kind of reminisce oddly, and I don't know if you should feel guilty, like of the, the, the yeah. bad old days. I mean, there's, <laughs> not,
0: there's not like a whole lot of that in this movie, but it kind of, just like the talk about like the, the stuff that is in this movie kind of does remind you of all these other movies that do you know they do talk about that in a much more way and a much more specific way and like i said it's not a whole lot in this movie but there are like when i watch sometimes when i watch movies and i i watch uh or sometimes you know a lot of these sitcoms take place in new york and there's like these very specific new york jokes and i always wonder like are these jokes for for like people that live in new york or, or pe- do people not live in New York? Are they going to get these jokes? I, like, I would think
1: that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you think the generalities yeah. of it that they're going to like. Oh, you know, yes, New York is like the big apple. Oh, crazy of, New York! Yeah, that that's kind of stuff happens there, where you're going to get mugged and you're going to like, you know, take your big old Bowie knife out.
0: <laughs> I guess, but yeah, I guess that's the thing is that like people that have never been here, they know New York through these movies, and it, it just so like that is what New York is to them is like the stereotype of. You know, know, like you know, cockroach infested
1: graffiti subways, <laughs> you, you know, know and, and like uh, you know, uh, checkered cabs, even though you don't even have checkered cabs anymore, and hot dog vendors, where now that's actually replaced by like street meat, chicken, and lamb yeah, uh, yeah. And places. Um, it's just funny. Then, you know, then just them, the, the antics of them trying to dispose the body with the sand and the vacuum, and it's just all kinds of. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's so many wacky shenanigans that we can't even. Be yeah. here all day like explaining <laughs> but the it's, jokes, but, but it's but, fun and I don't think it ever really slows down. It doesn't really drag at all. It kinda keeps going No, like I said, I think the first half of the movie is a little bit stronger than the second half yeah. of the movie. But that's not to say that the second half of the movie is like bad. No, it keeps it going just, it, it be, just gets wacky. It, it gets just really gets it gets just gets a little more it, you're right, it just gets like a kind of just a little more wacky. Um, but it's okay But the setup because, is so great Yeah that you The suspension is belief You'll believe like it the, Now you can like do the body the, it's, There's just some movies That when you think About the movie Like we talked about this With like Remo Williams Which is our last cast um, Like in my head Like I that That movie is everything Up to like The Statue of Liberty scene And in my like In my recollection From when I was little Like None, you don't remember I don't remember anything past like to me like base. that like the hour and a half, like like that is like him training and then like all like the stuff up to that movie is that entire movie but th- it ends up being such a small percentage of that movie and in a way that's what this happens with this movie too although of course because of the trailer and this you remember like the the motorboat you know the speedboat scene and stuff like that but the whole setup of this movie, up to into like the party, and which is like thirty-five minutes, and then the sitting on the deck with like the fishing line on his hand, so and like he waves waving at people to people, when they walk by. The, you know, all that is what you take away from this movie. So the second half of the movie kind of isn't quite as strong, but it's still. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a, it's such a goofy movie, and even though it's so '80s, it's in a way, timeless,
1: in though. a way,
0: it is so timeless and kind of. Uh, uh, you know, universal and it's, it's just it's just goofy and it's funny. And you know about a big part of why we decided to do this uh, these kinds of movies was out of nostalgia. yeah um, And for me anyway, uh, this movie kind of fits into that category. one because of the movie itself and two just like that kind of movie. And like you said, like we were talking about like the summer comedy. Um I d I can't think of like movies that are like that now. Like when was the last like summer that you're gonna want to rewatch? watch? Yeah, just like I can't even think yeah, you know, sure there's like romantic comedies and, well, there's and nothing, stuff like that. Yeah, but, but there's but no like there's nothing you can... now they're you know, I see that they're doing another National Lampoons vacation movie. Yeah. But, but that that might even that, be hit or miss too. It's... Yeah, but like I can't think of any movie that's like like the beach comedy was a, for some reason a very big '80s thing. Yeah, either being like really like ski ski comedy yeah, or beach and beach
1: comedies. like nerd, it, it became really it, 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 almost that that raunchy. You well, know,
0: because because yeah, it gives you its fodder for like girls in bikinis. Yeah, and, you know, um, you know, like the excess of like sex and drugs, like uh, and scantily clad women is like it's a perfect venue for that, and that's so much what the '80s was about. But right
1: now, you don't have, when you think of eight summer movies, you think about like big budget Avengers, big budget you know monster movies, or action hero, superhero movies. You don't think of, I can't tell you the last time I saw a movie that I'm going to actually want to like watch. And um, yeah.
0: And even know, the comedies that come out in the summer are not, or they're not summer specific.
1: Yeah. Or they're not memorable. You may watch it and say it's good, but it's not
0: something you're actually going to be like next summer. Like, hey... Let's put back in, you know, uh, but you the know, Ben they, Stiller movie. Yeah, you know. but they don't have anything to do with summer itself. Is kind of what I'm saying. Like the yeah. beach comedy. What was, there is no beach comedy anymore.
1: No, you don't. You don't have that kind of. I, but I wonder if it's because it's kind of you, you've trampled over as much as you can do with. I mean, maybe now you can bring it back as nostalgic. But like at that point, like there was so much you can. You know, they, they pave so much ground there, <laughs> what else can you do with the Revenge of the Nerds movies, the beach, you know, the, yeah. the zany, you know, like John Candy, you know, summer rental movie, or you're going to the beach with the family movie, or you're going to the beach with a dead body. Or you're, you're just saying like, it's an it's, 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 it's area that's been explored already, so maybe... But at the same time, it's been explored 20 years ago, yeah. so maybe if you were to come back and do like an homage to that... I mean, maybe people will look at it now like it's too gratuitous. If you actually came back and did a movie which you were you know, celebrating the excesses of scantily clad women, coke, sex, uh, and try to do it straight. Like, if you tried to come back and do, like, a Revenge of the Nerds 2. <laughs>
0: like, a re- like a reboot?
1: Yeah, a reboot. reboot. I mean, but not make a Revenge of the Nerds, but do a movie where it's like a bunch of losers. For some reason, you have a plot that excels, and you go to the beach, and they're trying to save the car wash, or I don't know, something stupid. Yeah, and then yeah. it's just about them. And it's just those 80s movies where it's like everyone's getting off and it's like, you know, there's nudity every five seconds, and it's like, it's, again, they use the word, it's fodder for like kids to masturbate, like, you yeah, know, yeah. like, sure, half of these movies were when we were little. It's like, I don't know how that would be received now. People like, would, would feminist groups be up in arms, or would it be too, would, it probably wouldn't even get
0: released in the movie theaters. I the things like, even in the day and age of like, the remake, like if they were to like, remake this movie, now like weekend at bernie's if they did a remake it would be like michael (laughs) sarah yeah it'd be weird (laughs) it'd be like the james franco and some green version of weekend at bernie's or something yeah i don't even know who you'd have play
1: bernie It'd just be really silly you know but but this holds up i mean it has a lot of funny jokes
0: bernie would be cgi most of the time (laughs) yeah
1: because he's they're lighting them on fire they're doing they're blowing them up and it's just all kinds of running them over it's just be really gratuitous uh they're cutting them up uh but this still holds up, and it has, you know, like, the, 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 the parodies to the mob is very funny. I found that funny. Yeah. Um, even, uh, what's his face? Kochev? Kolchev, the uh, director?
0: Uh, Kochef, uh, Ted Kochev,
1: yeah. Kochev really, he he plays homage even to Rambo two because he has the, the Chinese gardener in, in... And he didn't even do Rambo two. Which is funny, yeah. But at the time, Rambo two was, what, 85? He has the, the guy who plays the heavy in that who kidnaps or the POW, head of the POW camp, um, He's basically wearing the same outfit and he's yeah. in there you know as the Chinese and even, gardener and
0: even like Andrew McCarthy's like hiding and when uh, and when like the coast is clear like Jonathan Sommers like you can come out now Rambo
1: yeah
0: you know so there is like a little bit of a nod to to to, to, to hey I started the. and you
1: know what that's another movie uh, both of those, one and two, maybe even three. I haven't seen three since it came out.
0: In three 87. is very you know. goofy, but well, fun in in a Saturday night movie sleepover kind
1: of way. It's 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 actually it's kind of <laughs> interesting too historically too because at the time, you know, in the '80s we were supporting Saddam Hussein in Iraq and all that in the Middle East. So yeah, yeah. in 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 '87, it's like Rambo's helping oh, out. Oh, he the goes Iraqis, to
0: Afghanistan,
1: and he's helping the, out the the and the Iraqi like the the, Afghani- like the
0: militia terrorist group against take, take like the the evil Russia. Yeah, because the
1: Russians were in Afghanistan for like twenty years in the '70s and '80s trying to win, and they were trying to pull it out, and that's what a lot of people say. Politically, now we're not learning from the past because we've been in there for so long. But it's just so funny to think of that context. Rambo's playing like, are they playing like with a sheep's bladder? They're playing some sort of like <laughs> soccer game. Some and kind of
0: like horse, you know, and back, you know, like sport. And
1: game. you're right on the cusp there of like the end of communism, the fall of the Berlin Wall. So it's like, you know, you still have that, you know, Rambo versus communists and all that. So it works. Oh, I mean, I would. I would do any of those movies but I mean, I mean, I mean, point. My point was The first one Especially the second one The first one
0: The first one is, is like it's a, is a, it's a real movie Yeah You know yeah. And the second one Becomes a little more Into the outrageous yeah. Like 80's action movie But the first one Is like a genuinely Like It's a it's more of a drama Than it is an action movie yeah. It's more of like A drama with action
1: I've, it. I've told you the story Before where Uh
0: my wife and I like to
1: watch movies, like say Christmas movies. So I said, "Hey, we have to watch this because it's a Christmas movie." And little do I know, because I hadn't seen it in a couple years, yeah. the only really, r- relationship like, Christmas there's one like, scene with like lights up and, yeah, the and the the, Christmas tree in, in the, in the, the back, back of the police <laughs> station. You know, she's like, "This is a Christmas i was like, "What is happening at Christmas?" But she had never seen it, and she actually got really upset. She's like, "Why don't they just leave John Rambo alone?" I was like, "I don't know why Brian Dennehy. That's that was the whole point of the movie. Damn Brian Dennehy! Can, he just let can, him walk
0: through the road. He just wants to get something to eat.
1: That's all. He wanted to go." Uh, find his friend who died of Agent orange, and then just get something to eat and get out of town, you know. But that's for a different cast. So, Ted, but Ted Kachow. Ted Kachow, great,
0: of connection.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, sleepovers, points,
0: mega joke, colas. You know, I give everything. You know, the max. Well, because uh, we're picking I, good movies, you know, though. We're picking like classic movies that we. I mean, we're picking them for a reason. So, I mean, I would have to go for me. It's like, uh, you know. Uh, if I, if, we, if I do it in comparison to some of the other stuff, I'll, I'll go four and a half. Four out of five. Out of five. <laughs> you know, I give five to, to a lot of things, but if I, if I put it up against something like The Thing... The, how it means to me. it saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a low. You gave that like two and a half. That was my might be my lowest spot because yeah. that wasn't that wasn't a movie that was nostalgic for me. That yeah. was a movie that was nostalgic for you. Yeah. But it worked though. You're like I, I was I was glad I watched it afterwards. <laughs> it was like in the beginning I was like oh my god, and then by the end I was like eh, you yeah, know what? It was okay. Yeah,
1: that's 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 it's like the movies you talk about you watch every year. That's like a Christmas one. But you're right. So it's like this is four and a half. I I'd, I'd probably do four out of five for this. This is pretty solid. But it leads to the bigger question. It's like the Saturday Night Movie Sleepover Challenge. Shall we watch the sequel for the end of the summer? For yeah. a weekend well, of all these two.
0: The backs- Which I've never seen full full, full as, as, as we uh, as we kind of indicated in the f- beginning, we we wanted to do this at the beginning of the summer because in my head I re- I thought it was a Memorial
1: Day. Well, we we I both thought f- it w-
0: I thought it was Memorial Day weekend. We both they realized get- that, it, that whenever the come out for the weekend, so we're thinking maybe we're trying to think. Of what I remembered the hell of- it was like a, a big weekend, so I thought I assumed it was Memorial Day. Turns out it was Labor Day. But so it, it so we could more, so we could have waited for this one. I know. and done it at the
1: end of the. But summer. But it makes more sense. That's like the dog days of August, where it's like that's why it's so hot and then yeah, it, they're yeah. wrapping up the summer so it is kind of funny that it's like it's the end of a summer movie because to me it seems like it's the beginning of a summer movie even though it's Labor Day yeah. uh, within the plot of the movie but
0: so if we bookend it with Weekend at
1: Bernie's 2 So there's
0: this discussion that we've been doing off uh, off mic where we're like should we do Weekend at Bernie's 2 at the end of the summer and all I have to say is you're going to have to wait till the end of the summer to see if that happens look <laughs> Now you've seen it huh? <laughs> I, I've I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. And it takes place way. in Jamaica, if I remember correctly. It's if we if you thought that this plot was wacky, <laughs> <laughs> like wait till you see what the plot of Weekend a Bernie's two is. And let me let
1: me uh, we bring back right we bring back Andrew McCarthy Jonathan Silverman and uh, Terry a- Kaiser And Terry right? right? Kaiser yeah. And then the other guy there's a, there's a new guy who's like a Jamaican who, who's in it who I think at the time was a really big actor. I have a, I have a face in my head but I don't know if it's him. He's got dreads but all I remember the shtick from this movie is like they're getting picked up from the airport in a jeep they drive away and Bernie falls out <laughs> you know, you know, you know. and they don't know and he gets run over
0: or he's being dragged down the street and tree. there's some kind of you know like, there's some kind of like voodoo curse on on the body of Bernie it's like all I have to say is if you think this plot was wacky like why well, isn't it funny though? you think about like this must have done so much better. I, we got to see what year of
1: working at Bernie's two came out. I I assume it had to come out. It was close. like 92, 93 Okay, I mean, it was a
0: couple of years later. Oh, it
1: wasn't like, like you know two thousand, not twelve years. But it's like they, they
0: were like, hey, uh, the first one did so well. Let's let's do it again. Well, the first one didn't do so well critically, but apparently, like it may like probably everybody. First of all, I don't know what time of year it came out. I can only assume that it came out in the summer. Let's hope. But maybe it came out. You know, maybe it was a Christmas movie, who knows? Yeah, I mean, done like, It seems like whoever wasn't seeing Batman that summer went to go see
1: it. Or Lethal Weapon 2 or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, you know, that was a
0: big summer for movies. Uh, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, Star Trek 5, eh. But, but it did uh, It did fairly well. I mean, it, did, it made enough money that they decided that they wanted to make a sequel to it. And it's funny that, the,
1: that they're making a sequel and they're like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to bring the elements. we got to bring the body back. We got to well, bring the two Bernie. guys back. Yeah, so it's like, so, but it's like you know they they, you, they could have maybe figured out another way of somebody else dying. They could have yeah. left these actors alone and gotten another situation where a body died and they got to move a body around. But instead, they bring the same body back. Who's, so it has to. Take place right after this one has to be in, into yeah. September. Yeah, it's like like a skeleton. <laughs> oh, they're digging him up like oh, Bernie's got the lotto ticket in his pocket, and we got to dig him out of the grave. It's it's like he's still he's still above ground, and the, and they're traveling to Jamaica. You're saying there's some sort of Jamaican curse, that you're saying what leads them to some sort of treasure? Yeah, I think
0: there's a I think it's a treasure hunt movie, if I recall correctly. It, it, it sounds like a. Uh, Captain Ron <laughs> or, or, or Pure Luck, you know, those like... Well, it was right around that time. Oh, that yeah, was a
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have all these weird movies where it's like, you know, Pure Luck is with, what, uh, Martin Short and Danny Glover, and uh, Captain Ron's with Christopher, uh, not, uh, Mike, what's his face? Uh, uh, Kurt, Russell Kurt Russell playing, like, uh, crazy sh- uh, captain uh, uh, you know of a ship. So it's like, you have those crazy Caribbean, Jamaican movies of let's go down to, like, the islands and have no. funny I guess we'll
0: just have to wait and see I'm excited mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we're gonna have to wait four so five. four and a half to four sleepover stars versus mega
0: joke coldness before we get a breeze I yeah, mean yeah. it's a classwork yeah. summer's now started I feel like we've after a long northeast oh, uh, cold winter cold winter yeah. how um, many colds know. did you get bus? keeping the window open <laughs> you know what I think it was like I don't honestly I don't think like I ever got better I think that it just like lingered and got bad again Did it because the minute i went on antibiotics it was like it was gone you can hear that cold lasting from our thing podcast all the way through through uh hard target wow so it went through like trial what was the I don't know, it was a couple there's a lot of stuff <laughs> if, you lot wanna, if you want to if you want to chronicle
1: your, your my, illness. My, my
0: illness for the for the winter you can listen to it uh throughout those uh this book all those ended, coughs. those <laughs> yeah. bookended podcasts uh, for all you uh, Saturday night movie sleeper loyalists. Blake's,
1: list. Blake's uh, coughing up blood. I'm like, just don't. Worry, we'll cut it out. You know. Well, well, we learned. We just don't leave the windows open and try to do a five. Well, you know, pass. we tried to
0: do. Yeah, we tried to take the thing to a new level by you know, getting an arctic arctic chill, which we did. Neuro. We were
1: in. We were <laughs> it was freezing, and we got your mom yelled at
0: us because you know there was like some frost Bundled up in our sleeping <laughs> bags on the couch.
1: So um. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad everything's better in there. And then we're kicking off a great summer. We've got some great stuff coming up. Yeah. You know, all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. Um, well, uh, I guess that'll do it for us. If you have any, I, I think, I, I feel like we've missed things, but I don't know what else you can talk about. It's, you just got to see the movie, right? Yeah,
0: it's We've Got yeah. a Bernie's, man.
1: Yeah, it's great. And then I think everybody does a solid job in the movie. Hats off to everyone. And uh, we'll probably, I feel like, each one of the principals, like the five guys, the Hitman, to like even uh, Catherine Michaels, to, uh, what's her name, is that name? Catherine Michaels, Catherine Mary. Mary Stewart, I think. Mary, I'm sorry, Catherine Mary Stewart, to like both of them, Silverman, and we're all gonna probably, in, we'll do another movie of them all each, right? <laughs> but you think about it, right? Because we'll probably end up doing The Last Starfighter. We probably will do Last Starfighter at some point. We may do Return to the Living Dead at some point down the road. We, we'll probably do an Terry movie. in,
0: Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven.
1: He is. He's a psychiatrist. You <laughs> not right? so, even thought of that. that? That
0: is perfect fodder. That,
1: for a, that is. Um, she, you know, we said she's in Last Starfighter. Um, we have.
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll find
1: Silverman. will do Weekend at Birdies too. <laughs> Silverman. I mean, so we it's could
0: like, do a Blues. What was that movie? Uh, he was. He's in some Neil Simon. Oh, uh, adaptation. yeah. It's
1: it's uh, the, the, uh, it's. Uh, Brighton Beach memoir. Right. We, could, we yeah. could do
0: Brighton Beach memoir. <laughs> yeah, like of the play, you know. It's like we could do the pilot to the single guy, which was a sitcom he was in, in the with 90s. with
1: Ernie Borgnine, which is the he was the uh, oh I, I love that show. Well, uh, Ernie Borgnine was the doorman, the uh, the patron saint of Podwitz. Um, well, anyway, that that leads us. So I feel like we're going to revisit all these. Well, people Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll be
0: we'll be back.
1: Well, well each one of these <laughs> principles. Um, anyway. Uh, please check us out on uh, Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers. Our website, saturdaysleepovers.podwits.com. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're sat sleepovers, at sat sleepovers on uh, Twitter. We're on iTunes. If you want to subscribe, you can get the podcast there or directly from Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers, which is com. Blake and I do the sidecast, cast, uh, which we have to do a new one. We haven't done we haven't a, one in a while. A but it's not because we, we, we've been... Uh, sleeping on it. It's only because we've been we've, doing this. we've been doing this and it's been monopolizing our time. But if check out our sidecasts, which are much more broader topics, which is can be found at PodWoods.com. Also, there's a link on Saturday movie sleepovers <laughs> to get you to the sidecasts on PodWoods. Very, very confusing.
0: Very confusing. We're everywhere.
1: Yeah, we're everywhere. Please email us, drop us a line, tweet us, uh, retweet us, comment, like us. Uh, let us know what you want. We've we've actually people have been saying people have been starting to give us. Uh, recommendations for movies. Oh, well, people who we'll we'll want to sit
0: down will have to have a meeting where we list them all out. We you decide know, what we're uh, going to do. People have been saying Buckaroo We People have been that saying, would be an interesting movie, which way. I've never seen.
1: People were saying The Jerk. We've had a lot of like, uh, you got to do this, you got to do that. So people have been been hearing your call, Blake, and Evan can also a lot of um, stuff. Um, but at the same time, for everyone who's listening, we do have a pile of VHS tapes that we want to get to. <laughs> you know, so we're trying to like juggle.
0: I so, think Buckaroo Bonsai might be a good one.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll even to, down the line, we'll the jerk will probably out, be great too. We'll Steve to Martin. Yeah, how to, how to fit it in. in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so please uh, keep, keep coming with the comments on what you like and what you don't like. Let people know, and uh, we'll always be here. Blake, where can they find you? Uh, JBlakeBlues.com. Yeah, he plays around in the city, the dirty old Big Apple. He plays the blues. Um, and I guess that's about it. So uh, yeah, check all this stuff out. Come back in two weeks. We'll be here again doing another great. Uh, Saturday Night movies. movies Sleepovers Hello. It's almost like Pigs in Space <laughs> So We'll talk to you later